the CDER Small Business and Industry Assistance SBIA podcast series. Today's topic, abbreviated approval pathways for drug product, 505B2 or ANDA. Determining the right abbreviated approval pathway for submitting a drug product application to FDA requires an understanding of the options available and what types of data are permitted to support a selection. The Drug Price Competition and Patent Term Restoration Act of 1984 added Section 505B2 and 505J to the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, establishing abbreviated routes for obtaining approval for new drug applications, NDAs, and abbreviated new drug applications, ANDAs. A 505B2 application is an NDA that contains full reports of investigations of safety and effectiveness, where at least some of the information required for approval comes from studies not conducted by or for the applicant, and for which the applicant has not obtained a right of reference or use. An ANDA is an application submitted and approved under Section 505J for a drug product that is a duplicate of a previously approved drug product. It relies on FDA's finding that the previously approved drug product, the reference listed drug or RLD, is safe and effective and may not be submitted if clinical investigations are necessary to establish the safety and effectiveness of the proposed drug product. An ANDA generally must contain information to show that the proposed generic product is the same as the RLD with respect to the active ingredients, conditions of use, route of administration, dosage form, strength, and labeling with certain permissible differences, and is bioequivalent to the RLD. Today, we're joined by Elizabeth Friedman from the Office of Generic Drug Policy to discuss key considerations in determining whether to submit an ANDA versus a 505B2 application. Thank you, Steve. FDA issued the final guidance for industry determining whether to submit an ANDA or 505B2 application to assist prospective applicants and provide direction in determining which one of these abbreviated pathways is more appropriate. The guidance highlights considerations for submission of ANDAs versus 505B2 applications. If the drug product is a duplicate of an already listed drug and eligible for approval as an ANDA, FDA generally will refuse to file a 505B2 application for such a product. If the applicant plans to submit an ANDA for a generic drug product that differs from an RLD in its route of administration, dosage form, or strength, or that has one different active ingredient in a fixed combination drug product, they may request permission to do so from FDA by submitting a suitability petition. A situation may arise where an applicant may seek approval for multiple drug products containing the same active ingredient, where some of these products would qualify for approval as an ANDA and others under the 505B2 pathway. In this case, the applicant may bundle these drug products by submitting a single 505B2 application. For example, an applicant seeking approval for multiple strengths of a product, only some of which are included in the Orange Book as listed drugs, may submit one 505B2 application for all of the proposed strengths. The types of studies, data, and information that may be necessary to support the approval of drug products proposed in ANDAs compared to 505B2 applications may differ. Generally, ANDA applicants have significant flexibility in the types of studies, data, and information they may submit in the ANDA to support the requirements for ANDA approval, so long as clinical investigations are not submitted to establish the safety or effectiveness of a product. However, 505B2 applications may include clinical investigations to establish the safety and or effectiveness of a drug product. The precise scope and type of information necessary for approval will vary and may be the subject of discussion between the applicant and FDA during the drug development process. Active ingredient sameness is evaluated to demonstrate that the proposed generic drug product is the same as the RLD with respect to the active ingredient. 
as scientific understanding and technology evolve, FDA may be able to receive, review, and approve ANDAs where previously lacked the scientific basis to do so. Sometimes there are intentional differences between the proposed drug product and the RLD, such as differences in formulation, bioequivalence, and or bioavailability, and conditions of use. An ANDA generally may differ from the RLD in inactive ingredients, but must include information regarding the identity and quantity of all active and inactive ingredients of the proposed drug product. It must also include a characterization of any permitted differences between the formulations of the proposed drug product and the RLD, along with a justification demonstrating that the safety and effectiveness of the proposed drug product is not adversely affected by these differences. A 505b2 application should be considered if the proposed drug product contains changes to its formulation that are not permissible in an ANDA. For example, a proposed drug product that contains an excipient that requires clinical investigations to establish safety of the excipient would not be permitted in an ANDA, but may be submitted in a 505b2 application. An ANDA must contain information to show that the rate and extent of absorption of the proposed drug product does not show significant difference from that of the RLD. A 505b2 application may be submitted if the rate and or extent of absorption exceed or are different from the 505j standards and may require studies to show safety and efficacy of the proposed drug product. However, a 505b2 application is generally not appropriate for a drug product that should have been submitted under the ANDA pathway but would have failed to meet the 505j standards. For example, a 505b2 application may not be appropriate if the proposed drug product is a duplicate of a listed drug but is unintentionally less bioavailable and fails to demonstrate bioequivalence to the listed drug. An ANDA must also include a statement that the conditions of use in the labeling for the proposed drug product have been previously approved for the RLD. If the proposed labeling reflects different conditions of use than the RLD labeling, such as a new indication, the application cannot be approved as an ANDA. However, the ANDA labeling may exclude or carve out conditions of use approved for the RLD that may be omitted from the proposed ANDA labeling because of patents or exclusivity. Certain differences in labeling between generic products and RLDs may be allowed, such as differences in expiration date, formulation, bioavailability or pharmacokinetics, labeling revisions made to comply with current FDA labeling guidelines or other guidance, or omission of an indication or other aspect of labeling protected by patent or accorded exclusivity. However, products that differ considerably from the RLD or require submission of data that could be considered beyond the scope of studies that can be reviewed in an ANDA are generally not candidates for approval under the 505J pathway. FDA encourages prospective applicants with questions about whether their proposed drug product is appropriate for submission in an ANDA to contact the Office of Generic Drugs through a controlled correspondence or by requesting a pre-ANDA meeting as appropriate. Questions about submission of an application through the 505b2 pathway should be directed to the appropriate Office of New Drugs Review Division. This guidance was published as part of the agency's Drug Competition Action Plan, and to assist in clarifying the ANDA submission process, provide assistance to potential applicants, and ultimately expand access for patients to lower-cost, high-quality medicine. A link to the full SBIA Chronicles article and more information about CDER's SBIA program can be found at fda.gov/cdersbia. Thanks for tuning in.